Cut that, cut that. A little bit of humor to start your uh, Tuesday night. Or whenever the fuck this drops. Because I don't know when it's going to drop. It could drop tonight. Could drop tomorrow. Could drop on your mama's mouth. You never know. But um, this is King Known Uncensored. The most hottest, most controversial opinion in the streets. And um, yes, yes, yes. I completely understand. It's kind of like a contradiction for me. If it, If someone criticizes me about something that I'm passionate about... You know, I'm going to get defensive, but I spend my time <laughs> criticizing basketball players, criticizing musicians and shit, not knowing the blowback and not even giving a fuck about the blowback. But hey, man, I'm a human being. As humans, we contradict ourselves all the time, but I'm going to call this episode Indiana Fire Cell. And, um, know a few people in indiana got family in indiana got friends in indiana and um they dropped a bombshell today but we're gonna get to that a little bit later because there's a lot to cover here and i made sure of that just to make sure and currently right now i'm watching brooklyn play dallas and tonight it's a high possibility that i could be going on twitch tonight to do a live stream of the celtics and lakers game I'm not doing it because I'm trying to troll the Lakers. No, it's just because I'm trying to show my face again. You know, I've been quiet on the awful sportscaster because I've been so busy. I have a lot going on. Um, I'm just coming back from vacation. I, you know what I'm saying? I've been working twice as hard to uh, get some money back into my bank account. I've been spending a lot of cash. And damn, it looks like Luca got hurt again. He's playing hurt. With a bad hamstring, I believe it is. So, I mean, there's a lot of interesting topics going on with the NBA, especially because this is what it's going to be predominantly focused on. But I'm going to start with music since it's going to be the, the... I mean, it's a lot of people... Um, I'm pretty sure some of you won't care, but to those who are fans of uh, Top Dog Entertainment, I think a lot of you will, would care. Well, maybe about 50% of y'all would care about this, but um, 
Top Dog made an interesting post today, and um, I don't know if y'all unfamiliar with Anthony Top Dog Tiffith, the uh, owner of TDE, the rap label, who housed acts such as Kendrick Lamar, Schoolboy Q, J Rock, Isaiah Rashad, Reason, SZA. You know, brought those names to the world. And um, don't be surprised if you hear my buzzer. Don't be alarmed. Um, that's just my food. And it says my order is running late, meaning that my food's not going to be fucking hot when I get it. And my shake's going to probably be fucking melted. Mm-mm-mm, it's a goddamn shame. But anyway, Absol is back to work in the studio. I mean, a lot of people have been waiting on Kendrick and SZA to drop, and that's not happening in 2021. And neither is Absol, neither is Schoolboy Q, neither is J-Rock. None of these guys are dropping in 2021. I don't know what's up with TDE's history of hiatuses. It's been wild. I mean, Schoolboy Q... Like, let's, let's take a look at TDE's hiatuses. Because these guys always go on long-ass hiatuses. I mean, Jesus Lord. You know, reason... Alright, let's start with Isaiah Rashad. Isaiah Rashad was dealing with a drug problem. And an alcohol problem. So he had went... He hadn't dropped an album since 2016. You know, he released his album, finally, The uh, House is Burning, in um, 2021. Reason had not dropped an album since, um, shit. I think that was like an EP. I guess that was released as an EP, allegedly. Whoops. doesn't say when that reason album dropped the old oh there you have it there it is 2018 so he went three years in between that and um his new album new beginnings um schoolboy q has not released an album since 2019 SZA released her classic legendary album control in 2017 and she has dropped three four singles since then and she was surprised at the reception of her new song called I Hate You, which she just, you know, it was an older song, but it was number one on fucking iTunes. So, for Absol to be finally going back to work, he hadn't released an album since 2016, Do What Thou Wilt. You know, Absol is more known as a, a lyricist lyricist. He says a lot of things that makes you think he's, you know, he thinks he's like, he's a conspiracy theorist rapper. He likes to go back into history and rap about what if this happened in this era at this time, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. And it's very thought provoking and it makes him a very interesting character, even though he's not popular. Despite him having previous chart success. But let's get into what we are here for. Oh, Zion Williamson. More pushback in the progress 
of Zion Williamson returning. Honestly, bro, the New Orleans Pelicans should just say that he's out for the season. And this would be the second time that this dude would miss a majority of a season due to injury. And this is that foot injury that he just had surgery on. He tried to get back into full contact activities and that foot in the treatment has not resulted in any healing or progress. So they're probably going to have to sit him down on the bench. That's just very unfortunate for the New Orleans Pelicans. They seem to have a lot of potential. They have a new coach in Willie Green. Detroit stand the fuck up. And it's just sad that Willie Green can't get the full potential out of his team because his star player has decided to eat gumbo instead of do the proper treatment and exercises to possibly heal that foot. That nigga is too busy at Wendy's eating beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, chicken, duck, and all that other shit. But I'm so disappointed in Zion Williamson. I became a fan of the Pelicans because Lonzo, Ingram, Josh Hart, and those boys was traded there unlawfully. You know, your king fucked up my uh, squad's future. So I was just like, man, put me in the trade too. Kobe did. I'm out of here. But now I have to live with the consequences and the mistakes of Zion tearing up buffets across the USA. Nigga, Isaiah Stewart's name shouldn't be Beef Stew. Beef Stew should be Zion's nickname. I'm just saying. But now, he is expected to miss even more time. We don't know. Like I said, I think that the Pelicans should just designate this man like the NFL do the PUP. That's what he should be on. Um, The Warriors have been uncharacteristically losing. They lost two out of three. I lost the bet, too. Punk-ass Steph Curry. God damn, you couldn't beat San Antonio, man. And then they lost two more. Well, they lost another game. Because I had bet that they was going to go 7-0. And I immediately lost. And immediately paid, too. Like, what the fuck, man? Y'all niggas ass. But, looks like they're going to get some more help back into the lineup as the Warriors going to call back Jonathan Kaminga and Moda Moody. Moda Udy. Moda Scooty. Moda Moody. Moda Booty. Kaba Uzi, Baka Uzi, Lil Uzi, Moses Moody out of the uh, goddamn G League because them two boys was tearing up the G League. Tearing that shit up. And once they get those two guys in the lineup, it's going to be a lot of young energy. These dudes can really go 15 deep, though. They got too many weapons to be losing games to teams like San Antonio. And these are gimme games. These are games that you need to get. But I guess this is the part of the season where, you know, you go on that losing streak and then need a a, a, a big win to um, let niggas know, like, hey, 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 we can beat anybody out here. 
The Cleveland Cavaliers have been shocking the world. They have shocked me too because at the beginning of the year, I was convinced that these motherfuckers was going to be the worst team in the league along with San Antonio. But however, that is not the case. As Cleveland is above 500 in the Eastern Conference right now. And they sit at the nine seed currently. And Charles Barkley boldly claimed that the Cleveland Cavaliers was going to win out the play-in and make the playoffs. Wishful thinking sounds a little bit crazy to me. But who knows? They probably could. I mean, they got those two tall boys. You got Jared. You got the biggest front court in the goddamn league. You got Taco, Jared Allen, and Evan Mobley playing a stretch four, basically. I'm trying to find like what I what did I uh how many wins did I predict them winning this year? Because that's this is very important and very key to this uh conversation that we're having right now with ourselves here. Damn, I can't find the motherfucker. Where that shit at? I know I got that shit somewhere on this computer. Oh, there it is right here. 19 wins and these motherfuckers already got 13 and they're doing this without Colin Sexton who's out for the season with a meniscus tear so that's crazy that the Cavs are growing up and blowing up right before our eyes meanwhile wow the horn whoa I didn't realize that all these teams were above 500 I haven't realized also that the Wizards have lost three straight because they were all they were one of the most talked about teams. But you know Chicago, I had told motherfuckers don't, don't sleep on the Bulls this year. They got a big four, but you fuck you mean. Um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar uh, came out and had a lot to say about. Y'all's king, uh, LeBron James, Goat James. <laughs> the nigga said that he did not admire LeBron's celebration with the big nuts dances and all that shit. You know, a lot of people think Kareem is an old hater. I mean, you gotta, uh, you know, when Kareem and Magic speak on the Lakers that's some shit that you should listen to or James Worthy because Magic Worthy and Kareem you know these guys you know I think James Worthy has three rings in the finals MVP Magic's got five rings Kareem's got six five with the Los Angeles Lakers and LeBron James barely could squeeze out that bubble Mickey Mouse ring so when they want when they speak on Lakers related issues, shut the fuck up and listen, bitch. Shut your bitch ass up. You know what I'm saying? 
However, other people have done that dance. You know, Fred Van Bleet and Le- and Kareem. LeBron was fine for doing that dance. He was fined fifteen thousand dollars. So you kind of got your justice, even though fifteen thousand dollars is like fifteen cent to LeBron. But he still was fine for it, so it wasn't like he got away with it. But he just said that I don't like the ce- excessive celebrations and goats don't dance. Um, Kobe did that same dance. But here's the difference, though. Kobe was winning games and beating up on one seeds and two seeds and all these 50-win teams in the West. Meanwhile, LeBron James is barely, you know, as he's in year 19, a little bit older, and is celebrating beating up on helpless teams. You know what I'm saying? They're celebrating wins over helpless losing lottery teams. But, you know, and I get it, though. The Lakers always excessively celebrate when the game hasn't been won yet. As a basketball team. But, yeah, man, it's crazy. My thoughts are LeBron and them shouldn't be celebrating unless they're running off a 22-game win streak or something. That's how you show you got big nuts. Pause, you know what I'm saying? Pause this, man. Niggas with big nuts are not at 500. And look at this. The East, record-wise, is better than the West. Because there are, you know, the Mavericks are 11 and 11 right now as a six seed. The Lakers are 12 and 12. The Nuggets are 11 and 12. Big nut niggas ain't seven seeds, nigga. Kobe did that shit fresh off a championship, my nigga. Sam Cassell was on the Timberwolves when he was doing that dance. Fred Van Vliet is an NBA champion in this era. So I get why the fuck they did the nut dances or whatever, but I understand where Kareem's coming from. And the Lakers have to be a little bit more humble and classy. Just because you got a team full of all-stars doesn't mean you can just turn it on when you feel like it. Y'all niggas is older, y'all slower and prone to injuries. And you can't beat 500 when you got when you had the easiest schedule going into the tough part of your schedule. So the Lake Show just got to get it together, for lack of a better term. Um, Kate Cunningham. Yeah, yeah, niggas be like, "Why you got to talk about Kate Cunningham every day? Why you gonna shut your bitch ass up, nigga, and listen?" You might actually learn something, you hoe-ass nigga. It was the reason why, in college, this man was met with so many full-court, half-court presses, and double teams. Because now, Kate Cunningham has 100% adjusted to pro-life. Because earlier in the season, he looked a little bit eager. He looked like he was rushing into it. And, and, you know, we, we just got we to gotta tell him, like, take your time, young man. Mama used to say, head-ass nigga, take your motherfucking time, dog. 
motherfuckers was looking for failure in this man. I still don't understand it. Why is does do niggas hate Kate Cunningham and Jeremy Grant? I keep hearing everybody talking about, oh, we should trade Jeremy Grant. We should trade Jeremy Grant. Are you fucking out of your goddamn mind? Jeremy Grant is the only 20-point scorer on our team. And you want us to trade him for second-rate niggas with a name. I don't understand that. At all. I just don't understand. I really don't get it. Why trade Jeremy Grant? Jeremy Grant... Like, I just feel like Piston fans... You know, me being from Detroit and shit like that... Pistons fans are the most ungrateful sacks of shit, like, ever. You got Jeremy Grant, who was a third or fourth, no, a fourth option on a Denver Nuggets team that, on paper, if healthy, is a championship contender. And he left that team to go to a team that had the number one overall pick the next season who had the worst, one of the worst records in the league last year, to be a number one option for a team that needed his help. The man got signed to a $30 million contract and is earning it. Last year, he was nominated for most improved player. Why in the fuck would you want to trade this guy? Why do you want this guy going? See, the problem with Detroit, you know, ignorant-ass fans and the GMs of the past they were chasing names instead of chasing game. And that's been the major flaw of the Detroit Pistons as a franchise. You know, those people ought to be ashamed of themselves for suggesting that Jeremy Grant should leave. I think that is nothing short but retarded, for lack of a better term. But back to my nigga Kay Cunningham. This nigga had yet another historical... Knight, he did something that LeBron James and Luka Doncic did not do. That's crazy. I mean, yes, the Pistons did lose to the Thunder last night, 114 to 103. But the biggest bright spot is Cade showing why he was the number one overall pick. And I told you when he got drafted, Cade Cunningham... Evan Mobley, Jalen Green, or Jalen Suggs could have instantly helped this team out. And we got the smartest player in the draft this year. But however, he is the youngest player in NBA history to score 25 points, have more than 10 rebounds, 5 assists, and 5 threes in one game. But however, this means that he has arisen to at least top two in the rookie of the year conversation. Now, Toronto Scotty Barnes right now is pretty much kind of running away with the um, rookie of the year right now for Toronto because that nigga is balling. He's playing like a superstar. And it's only a matter of time before he makes Pascal Siakam expendable, even though they're playing him. 
as a five because, you know, the NBA got these three-point shooting fives now. All right. Now let's move on to Portland before we move on to this Indiana fire cell. Now, there is a debacle in Portland? It's possible. Now, Dame Lillard, according to multiple sources, says that he wants to play with Ben Simmons. Now, one person whose contract matches Ben Simmons' contract is C.J. McCollum. But here's the problem. Portland has offered the Sixers a McCollum for Ben Swap, and they have declined. Both times. Including recently. But Dame wants to play with Ben Simmons. Now, Ben Simmons would, you know, as much as I talk shit about Ben Simmons being a bitch and being not not shooting the ball he had Ben Simmons offer skills that Portland But yeah, um, Ben Simmons offers defense. At least he puts his effort towards the defensive side of the ball. I can understand but there's also another issue going on you know Chauncey Billups the head coach is trying to encourage the players on the team to play defense and from what I hear you know Portland I don't know who, I don't know what players went up to management and said Chauncey is pushing us too hard. But I keep hearing that the players don't like the way that Chauncey Billups coaches. And that's tough. But I'm like, but Portland doesn't play no goddamn defense. And you need somebody to encourage you who has great leadership skills.
But yeah, man. So, you know, this news doesn't help the Blazers case in trade talks as CJ McCollum reportedly has a collapsed lung. And that's, oof, that's a major blow to the Blazers' playoff hopes. As Dame pretty much would be out there without any scoring help, without 20-plus points of scoring help. And no relief. Because CJ McCollum, you know, helps Dame not exert all of his energy all four quarters. And now Dame would have to exert his energy for all four quarters trying to keep Portland in these games so that they can make the playoffs in the Western Conference. Now, I'm also hearing that it could be a possibility that there could be a rebuild and or they might trade Dame and get some pieces. But I'm hearing more about a rebuild than an actual Damian Lillard trade for anyone right now. But a lot of trade packages could be centered around players such as Joseph Nurkic, CJ McCollum, and Robert Covington. Now, one part one team in particular that I think could use a guy like Robert Covington is the Los Angeles Lakers. Man, I'd do a fucking Malik Monk and Kendrick Nunn for Robert Covington trade. Instantly, because Kendrick Nunn's been hurt all season. He hasn't gotten you nothing. Malik Monk is inconsistent. Because Malik Monk is so weird. Like, he'll take a... He'll he'll either make a shot all net or air ball. You know what I'm saying? He either makes a, a jump shot all net or airballs the next shot. He's inconsistent as hell. Robert Covington is a guy that the Lakers could use because, you know what I'm saying, he's a good three-point shooter. He plays defense, something that the Lakers don't have. And then once Trevor Ariza, my bad for the burp, once Trevor Ariza comes back to the lineup, now you got two guys who can defend the perimeter, even though Trevor Ariza is 112 years old. This nigga is Heihachi Mishima's age, nigga. That nigga so old. I don't think, you know, I think, you know, if he's checking one of these young niggas, these young niggas will blow right by that nigga. At least Robert Covington is like on the right side of 30 and can defend multiple positions out on that floor. That's something that the Lakers don't have that they need to use. I mean... Hey, Lakers could use Nurkic too. But one team that I think should go after Joseph Nurkic is the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, I know they like LaMarcus Aldridge in the starting lineup, but you have to uh, take this into account. Joseph Nurkic, I mean, offensively, he's pretty fucking good still. It's just that defense that's his shaky, but motherfucker, Brooklyn don't want, want no goddamn defense any motherfucking way so Nurkic would fit right the fuck in or 
The um, Charlotte Hornets could use them. Um, Minnesota Timberwolves could use them. I mean, there's a lot of teams that could actually use Joseph Nurkic. Anybody that is lacking in the middle. Hell, shit, the Pistons, man. Come through. Hey, man, come through, Nurkic. Come on through. <laughs> Pistons fans be like, yeah, trade Jeremy Grant for Joseph Nurkic. Head-ass niggas. <laughs> God. Now, CJ, I mean... I don't know, man. I don't know. CJ could help a lot of teams as well. I'd love to see uh, CJ McCollum on the New York Knicks. I'm not going to lie. That would be pretty good to watch right there. Derrick Rose and fucking CJ McCollum. That'd be sick. Where else do I see? Um, yeah, I'm not going to break out the handy-dandy trade machine. I've already been going a good 33 minutes. I still got more to talk about, so can't break out the handy-dandy trade machine. But I could look at some teams and see where he should go. Now, I don't know. This is a rough one. I was going to say Milwaukee, but I think Milwaukee should keep their team the same. Don't rock the boat. Cleveland Cavaliers should inquire about dude, about CJ. Why not? Denver Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets should definitely call up CJ McCollum because obviously Jamal Murray is going to be gone for the season. Well, for actually, I take that back. He's probably going to be gone at least half of the season. Michael Porter Jr. just had back surgery. And you ain't got no scoring guards that are consistent. And then you lost P.J. Dozier for the year. So if I'm Denver, I should I would call up Portland. Especially if they're willing to part ways with C.J. New Orleans Pelicans is another team that could use him. But... Let's move on to the main event. I know it's like 35 minutes in and I'm moving on to the main event, but fuck that. This is NBA talk right now, nigga. You rocking with the best. And I did my best to create this show for y'all. But the Indiana Pacers are willing to let go of their entire basketball team. They have decided to say to make everybody on the team available. Why do you say? Well, if you think about it, the Indiana Pacers, since the departure of Paul George, they've been lost. They've been a lost team with no identity. They tried to build around Victor Oladipo, and then you realize that Victor Oladipo is not a superstar. He's injury-prone as fuck, and he just has never gotten his explosiveness back. You know, and Miami is not rushing his return. And the Indiana Pacers, just as a roster, have never 
went on a run. They have never necessarily had a championship contender team since Paul George left. So, Indiana has a nice crop of talent that a lot of teams could use. And we're going to go down the line here. You know what I'm saying? Before we go, this might be a 45, 50-minute show, but I'm giving y'all some game. I'm giving y'all some knowledge. You know what I'm saying? I just wish that this website wasn't so goddamn slow. And why the fuck is this saying Denver Nuggets? I didn't ask for the Denver Nuggets shit. I asked for the Pacers shit. This website is retarded, by the way. I'm on my my favorite NBA site, Clutch Points, because Bleacher Report is full of dick-sucking, non-basketball, analytics, and analytic bitches. So... Oh, boy. Man, I'll look up this roster my motherfucking self. Because of the simple fact that everybody is available. And then they said that the growth of the rookie Chris Duarte, right? The growth of the rookie Duarte has made them very secure with their choice. Because I felt like Duarte was drafted a little bit too early But the nigga is like old as fuck The nigga 24 years old A 24 year old rookie And um, Duarte Is gonna be a key piece In Indiana's future Which makes Karis LeVert expendable and I don't understand why they just don't keep this team together. But at the same time, I understand why they're trying to break it apart. Nothing is working. Nothing is working. So, at some point, you're going to have to uh, let shit go. And realize that... um. That this team is not worth keeping together. And so they put, they basically put DeMontis Sabonis on the trading block in a nutshell. So what teams could use DeMontis Sabonis? Plenty of teams could use Sabonis. Plenty of basketball teams could use him. I'm sorry about the skipping. I don't know what the fuck is going on with this computer. It's acting up. Yeah, let me reset this motherfucker, man. This whole laptop shit. All right, so damn the music. I haven't even restarted this motherfucker in God knows how long. So maybe that could be probably the problem. But anyway, who can use Sabonis? I mean, hey, Los Angeles Lakers. (laughs) Haha. Could try to pull off a miracle and try to, uh, you know, Westbrook, you know what I'm saying? You know, a lot of people blaming Westbrook for everything, even though it's not his fault. Hey, why not? <clears throat> I 
I mean, the Minnesota Timberwolves could use him. Chicago Bulls could use him, but they would probably have to give up too much. It might have to give up some of the big four to make that shit happen. One of, one of those guys in the big four. Can you imagine a Vucevic and Sabonis front court? Um, I mean, Milwaukee could use DeMontis Sabonis, but then again, that would... That wouldn't that wouldn't work because the middle would be too fucking crowded. Boston Celtics. Oh man. Man, how many how many times I've been asking Boston ever since this sh- this show has been on, right? I've constantly asked about uh I constantly asked that the Boston Celtics should go after Miles Turner. He fits the team perfectly. He's a good shot blocker. And you can get something for him. You know, you got the assets and you got the young pieces to go grab him. Turner is still an elite shot blocker. I think he still leads the league in blocks, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong, but I doubt it. But, um... I mean, the Miami Heat could definitely use Sabonis, especially with Bam Adebayo out with that thumb injury. Charlotte Hornets. I would gather up some pieces to bring Sabonis or Turner in or both. Fuck it. Why not? Los Angeles Clippers are a long shot. Memphis Grizzlies are a long shot. I don't see that happening. Dallas definitely could use DeMontis Sabonis. Portland Trailblazers. That's another team that could use DeMontis Sabonis. That is the guy that I would think that would help Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum. I wouldn't necessarily go after Ben Simmons. I think he is just too much of a fucking distraction. I think that dude is just too much of a distraction. And he's a fucking weirdo. Fucking jackass on top of that. Miles Turner, I said just Boston Celtics and probably Boston Celtics only. But then again, um, the Detroit Pistons could use Miles Turner. He has that bad boy attitude. Him and Isaiah Stewart be knocking niggas out of the goddamn air. You know, I'd I'd love to see Miles Turner in in a Detroit Pistons uniform. He fits us. And then he could, you know, shoot the outside three-point shot occasionally. TJ Warren, he's been hurt all season. He hasn't returned to the lineup yet. But TJ Warren, when healthy, he's a great 3 and D player. And he could score. This dude was becoming possibly the number one option for this team despite Sabonis putting up great numbers but TJ Warren can help so many teams I mean again Los Angeles Lakers you get a guy that can play some defense plays with some heart Portland I mean why not but TJ Warren would be a dope ass fit on the Utah Jazz though 
or Denver Nuggets should inquire about TJ Warren. Um, Minnesota Timberwolves. You know what I'm saying? New Orleans Pelicans should inquire about him. You know what I'm saying? I mean, hey, I would try to do a, a you know, Philly could use TJ Warren. Then, Karis LeVert, man, Karis LeVert would be an ill-ass six-man for somebody. He would be an ill-ass six-man. Can you imagine if, you know what I'm saying, hmm. I mean, Brooklyn should have never traded him and, and Jared Allen. I know you, I understand you got James Harden in return, and without Harden, you know, the Nets wouldn't be a one seed. So I understand that. But that was that was a crazy deal. Um, let me see. I mean, Karis LeVert could get buckets off Boston's bench. Milwaukee, I don't know. I think Milwaukee should take a risk and try to get that young man. Heat could use him off the bench. Los Angeles Clippers, man. I would see what I could come up with to try to get this dude. Maybe. Memphis, hmm. Dallas already got too many uh guys that do with uh, what uh, Levert does. They got about 80 Karis Leverts on Dallas. Um, Denver, for sure. Denver should call about every available guard. That way it won't be so much on Joseph Nurkic to fucking, you know. It won't be so much pressure on uh, Nikola Jokic to push the basketball. And he won't be tired in every fourth quarter of every game. And then Malcolm Brogdon cannot be traded until next year. So Brogdon is more than likely going to remain on the roster until next season at least. Then Justin Holiday. He could join his brother in Washington. You know what I'm saying? And then there's also a Bentley of teams that could use him. Like I said, Denver should inquire about every guard that I mentioned tonight. From Brogdon to Levert to uh, uh, Aaron Holiday to C.J. McCollum. But I'm going to get up out of here. I'm going to stop rambling. I appreciate y'all for listening this long. If you have been listening that long, this is King Known Uncensored, Indiana Fire Sale. And oh, yeah, um, the Los Angeles Lakers are inquiring about um, they're inquiring about um, Jeremy Lamb, who has been on the Indiana Pacers, but has dealt with a lot of injury issues. I keep hearing Los Angeles is trying to get Jeremy Lamb. Is that a good idea? I don't know. Another injury-prone player when your roster hasn't been 100% the entire season? Yeah, I wouldn't go through with that idea. 
But um, yeah, that's my show, Indiana Fire Sale, and I'm out.